Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Up Your Alley. It's a podcast with two best friends. That's me. My name is Taylor Edgar, and with me, as always, is my best friend, Jake Baggett. Say hi, Jake. Hey, buddy. It's a show where we talk about things that we have recommended to each other, and we come back the next week and discuss them, score them between one and three, depending on how much it is up our individual alleys. Right now, Jake is trailing me with 54 points to my astounding 55 points. It seems he may never overtake this lead. Close. Yeah, we are talking uh, today about Jake's recommendation for me, which is the 2001 film uh, by Hayao Miyazaki, the classic Spirited Away. Yeah. And my recommendation for Jake, which is the 2023 HBO documentary BS High about the Bishop Sycamore school scandal. And we'll be talking about that. But first, we got a little bit to get into. How you been, buddy? It's been all right. It's been good? Yeah, no complaints over here. I got to say, I've been playing a little bit of the new Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. just it's real good. Good. Um, you one thing that I found out about it because I was debating, um, like I am kind of with most games now. I know that you did this when I uh, had you play Sea of Stars. You ended up getting it on Switch. Yeah. And so I was like, what do I want to get Mortal Kombat on? Because it's on Switch. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's on Switch. It cannot run. Like it's, they released it. It it's not DLC only. It's not like a cloud title or something like yeah. that. It's and there are it's people online showing videos of like yeah. this is what it looks like. Yeah, it looks fucking. It looks wild. It looks comical. Like hair looks like Switch is how I bought the last Mortal Kombat before this Mortal Kombat. Mm. So that was eleven. Of course, yeah. eleven came before one. Yes, that makes sense. I remember because the they had the teaser with the clock that was going to twelve, yeah. and then it just skips twelve and goes right <laughs> to one. It's clever. But I will say, I know you're a big fan of the Mortal Kombat lore. I am. The story mode in this is, it's great. It's riveting. I mean, it's a lot of cutscenes, obviously, because it's just mixed up. There's no other mechanics to it than yeah. fighting, until at least that I've found. Yeah, of course. But I remember there was one of them, I forget which one, but it was one of them had like a story mode where you're like walking around. Yeah. And like doing stuff. Mortal but Kombat uh, Armageddon. Was that? Yes. Yeah. You played as a brand new guy. Yeah. And you'd wander around. Yeah, this is not that at all. It's just cutscenes with fights in between. I do want them to branch out in the Mortal Kombat franchise to other styles of games. I gotta say, again, I think they're doing this if they keep it up like this. Like the story's good, and it is. It's a obviously it's Mortal Kombat One. It's a hard reset, but it's it's not even. It's an in-world reset. Is Ronda Rousey Sonya Blade again? I don't think so. I haven't Thank met goodness. Sonya in the story, but uh. It's an in-world reset, so instead of just like, oh, we're starting the story over again, there's a story-based thing for why the story got set over again. It's because Liu Kang recreates the universe. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, that's a fun way to do a reboot where there's one character who's kind of like, no, I, knows yeah, I what know, was I know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I really like it. I think Eleven ended really well. I enjoyed that. That was what with like the time got Chronica. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I remember playing some of that. I don't think I finished it. But. I finished it, and it was good. Yeah. Because it was like, you know, you're destined to do this over and over again because of Kronika, the evil witch woman that you've never seen before. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Finally got around like to talking about her. Person unique. that's time. Yeah. yeah. It's like they did that kind of in uh, later episodes of Dragon Ball Z. It's like, oh, this is King Kai. And then it's like, oh, well, there's also a Supreme Kai. Yeah. <laughs> and above him, there's another Kai. It's like, oh, why haven't you mentioned this threat? And it's yeah. like, oh, well. You know, don't Uh-oh. worry about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because we kind of wrote ourselves into a corner with this long running franchise. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. And but they were like, this one, she wants Mortal Kombat to be stuck in its place. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like you kind of shoot Horner in pretty all right. And yeah. then they're then Luke King's like, I don't want this anymore because he's the best 
fighter ever. So yeah. he kills the shit out of her, and he's like, all right, now what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. Recreate the whole universe. I'm just start over. It's fun. <laughs> Have you been playing anything else? I've got the DLC for Cyberpunk yeah. to come up. That's got, we're recording this on the 25th. So it comes out tomorrow, the 26th. Yeah. And so I'm just starting a new character and building up from there. I got to say, that game is one of those things where its launch was so um, like famously bad yeah. that I just never picked it up. Yeah. So it, And you said they're reworking it? I mean, they already reworked it. They changed. Really? So what people were upset about was uh, the bugs in it. And they were funny to watch on YouTube. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't give a shit. Other than I had game, game crashing bugs. Those mm. suck. But uh, bugs, I don't care. And, and the, the gameplay was fun. And the story was great. And now they just changed everything around where the perks are different. The stuff that you can do. Is there a lot of you in, in-game purchases in that? Like This is the first in-game pur- purchase I've done so was the DLC. I mean, but is it one of those things where it's like a lot of in-game, like, extra content that you buy this and do whatever or is it all pretty much inclusive if you get it it looks like it's uh, its own story yeah. like standalone uh, if it's going to be like witcher 3 where they're like hey we can just give you a preset character that's at the level that you need to be so you can experience the story yeah but it's it, it's a new district that you can go into hmm. it's new cars new weapons and so so you think a it's new a, story is it a good time to jump into it could i probably jump in with just that oh, yeah yeah. It's yeah. a first-person I mean, shooter, right? I, when you're going to jump into it, you're going to want to... Go back. I talk mean, to uh, Keanu Reeves with his silver hand. You're probably not going to be able to go forward until you get Keanu Reeves, I don't think. Huh. But you get Keanu pretty early in the game. I gotta say, I think, considering probably 20 years ago, I was probably playing first-person shooters more than anything else. I don't think yeah. I've played a real first-person shooter in a, in a while. This isn't a real first-person shooter. Oh, really? It's an RPG. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's first-person shooting in it, but you well, don't have to first-person shoot at all. You can well, first-person. Kind of Skyrim's first-person. Yeah. Like that. So no. it's more like Skyrim, but you can get a gun. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's good gun mechanics though, as well. Really? Yeah. That's fun. It out. I really enjoy it. Yeah. So, like, this will be my fourth playthrough. Wow. And how long does the playthrough usually take you? Buh, buh, buh. Like, the first one took me maybe 60 hours. Jesus. And I was just doing everything. And then, like, 20 hours for every subsequent playthrough. But good story, though. Good story. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, three different ways to start up your character and different endings, depending on how you play through it. Mm-hmm. Really cool stuff. The thing is, you didn't like Witcher 3. I did not like Witcher 3. And these are the Witcher 3 people, so oh, I don't know how right. you feel about it. Honestly, it could have been because I played Witcher 3... After I had played other games, that kind of took inspiration from it. So it was kind of hard to... Go. Like, a perfect example, the first Elder Scrolls game that I played was Skyrim. Yeah. I tried to go back and play, like, Oblivion, and it just didn't play as well. Wow. So I, like, never went back and played Oblivion because it was just kind of clunky and everything like that. Man, Oblivion's great. Yeah, I, I'm sure it is, but it's just one of those things where if I'm not immediately engrossed in the game, I'm not, you know... Okay, okay. I, it, it takes me a while to get into something. It's rare. Like, I, I'm kind of shocked that I'm enjoying Mortal Kombat as much as I am. Like, huh. Because I'm not good at it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not good at fighting games. Well, good. Then we but should we Mortal should play Kombat it after this. This is just where it's at. Yeah. yeah. Well, we we should play it after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have the uh, character packs yet. I don't know. With a uh, uh, Peacemaker yeah. and Homelander. Homelander's in there. Yeah, and Omni Man. That's really weird. Eh. 
you got to get what you can get. Yeah. Like people, I thought it. Uh, I liked it when they had Freddy and Jason. Yeah. And they had a xenomorph face. in there too. Yeah. Yeah. Those are fun. But uh, I thought when I bought the game, I bought the hard copy, and it's like, oh, you get the uh, pre-order bonus, and I thought it was all those characters, but no, those characters <laughs> are like an extra thirty dollars, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, no. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. You're I'll play get through the story. And the one thing I will say is I did. Uh, when it, it it's a big download i was actually kind of shocked it's a 118 gig yeah. game for yeah. a fighting game and it's all you can tell i will say this the story so far is super engaging and also really um just like the facial animations you could tell since the fighting mechanics i can't really judge it against anything else because i haven't really played many modern fighting games yeah except for you know smash brothers is probably the one it's yeah, definitely the only franchise that i've played every iteration of it on mm. and uh, the fighting mechanics seem like they're going great. Combos are nice. It has a couple little combo breakers and things that I'm sure the more you play, the better it gets, yada, 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 and you mm-hmm. get better at them. But the cutscenes are fantastic. Some of the best facial animations I've seen in any game. It looks too real. I, yeah. I wish they went a little cartoony with it. Yeah, I mean, the violence is cartoony. Yeah, it's that's why getting... I was hoping that it would go cartoony with the uh, everything. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 think, it's, I think it's great, and it's... Uh, a good way to keep you engaged. Johnny Cage is still a dickhead. My favorite I've, character. Is he really? Always. I don't know what they're doing with his voice in this. I don't. It's, he, I haven't seen much about what they're doing with he him. He kind of sounds like someone doing an Owen Wilson impression. Wow. Yeah, like that. <laughs> That's kinda, <laughs> it, I know he's supposed to be like cheesy and schmaltzy and everything like that, but yeah. I think he could have done more uh, exaggerated in his character. Yeah. And like what they did with him in Mortal Kombat 9. When they brought it back. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no frame of reference he for was, that. You were just... He said... Before that, we started recording, but for the record, his Jake was quoting... fantastic line in Mortal Kombat 9 yeah. is, call me crazy with a K, you know? Because it's, it's combat. It's smart. It's smart. Yeah. I know so much about Mortal Kombat. Why do I do you know not so know much why. about Mortal Kombat? This one time, I went to a party, and then I spent... All night talking to everybody about the lore of Mortal Kombat <laughs> until Jesus everybody went to sleep while I was playing it. <laughs> Jesus. Until 6 a.m. <laughs> well, I mean, I always find a new rabbit hole for you, and it's just like, hey, it's Jake weird. knows about this now. Yeah. Another thing. <laughs> Another thing that I just know so much about for some reason. <laughs> well, speaking of things that Jake knows a lot about, let's get into my recommendation for him. Uh, if you have your own recommendations that you want to send in to us, you can do that at upyourallypod at gmail.com. Uh, you could also be sure to follow us on Instagram at Up Your Alley Pod. TikTok's the same thing, and Threads. Sure, Threads is still hanging. Is around. that a thing? Yeah, Threads is still. Never hanging touched around. it. They asked me to sign in with like uh, with your Instagram. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, I don't know that. I don't know my Instagram. Yeah, it was. I think that was kind of a flash in the pan because it was like the most downloads ever for its first like week. Yeah, but. I mean, people are still calling X Twitter. I'm still on They're Twitter. They're saying, like, oh, this person. Exactly. You're still saying you're on Twitter. Because it's Twitter. And I've never heard anyone say, well, they did you see, did you read this on threads? Did you see this on threads? They no changed, one said it. Yeah. They changed the the download info on X yeah. to say formerly Twitter because nobody knows what the hell X is because it's a stupid name. It is a stupid name. And, they just, and, and this is like, oh, this is what Twitter... This is the Twitter I was looking for. Yeah, maybe people shouldn't have billions of dollars and just do stupid things that we all have to deal with. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's an idea. That'd be nice. Speaking of things we don't want to deal with, let's yeah. deal with my recommendation for you first. I okay. figure we'll get this one out of the way because I feel just knowing you for long enough, I feel you have some real thoughts about this. On BS? Yes. 
So uh, this is the <laughs> documentary film uh, directed by Martin Desmond Rowe and Trayvon Free. Uh, it's called BS High. It's available to stream right now on Max. Uh, it's a nice little uh, documentary. It's only like 90 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, moves at a good clip, too. Yeah. So the whole story behind this, which I asked Jake about uh, last week, if he knew about it, it's uh, the film follows Bishop Sycamore High School. Uh, Roy Johnson, the former head coach, former colleagues, John Branham and Andre Peterson, journalist Andrew King, and Bomani Jones, who's a very famous uh, sports reporter. Is that the dude, the black dude at the table? Yeah. That's Bomani Jones. He is so smart. Yeah. He has such great insight in every single thing. Yeah. So Bomani Jones is one of those people. uh, I don't think he's with ESPN anymore, but... uh, Anybody yeah. who he works for, they're lucky to have him. He was a co-host. He did a show with uh, Dan Lebatard, uh, Lebatard, whatever, and he was Lebertard. on like a ra- around the horn. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, it's, uh, he was on around the horn and a bunch of stuff like that. But he's just one of those people that's a sports journalist who really knows. Yeah, like he can pull up. He's a wealth of information. Like uh, yeah. he's one of the people that, that I'll. Actually, it was amazing how just listening to him. I wish it focused on him so much more. He's kind of like a like. Almost like a Neil deGrasse Tyson of sports. Where That's it's just a like really he, good even if point, you don't know what he's he talking annoy about, the shit out of me. Because I don't really follow. Obviously, I don't follow high school football. I don't yeah. really follow professional football that much. Me like, neither. I'm a fan, but he's one of those people that knows enough about something that he can get you interested in just yeah. by him talking. So side Very true side uh, thing for Bomani Jones, unless he's another person that turns out to be terrible, which I hope he doesn't. Let's like watch Bomani that Jones. documentary. Yeah, yeah, that'll be <laughs> absolutely that'll be that watch one. that. One. No, let's not wish that on Bomani Jones. <laughs> uh, so. The whole premise behind this is I remember this after watching the documentary. Did you uh, remember this or have like some kind of recollection of this when it happened? No, no. So this this isn't anything that's in my zeitgeist. Really? Know? Yeah. This I would have thought it would have worked its way through because it happened during no. the it happened in 2021 was the big thing. Sports is not something that I am really involved in. Really? Because I yeah. remember this being kind of a big thing in meme culture too, which you are definitely involved in. If it was, it was something where. If there's a thing you need to know about meme culture is you don't ask what's going on. You just say, I, you either say, I don't know what that is, or I'll right. look it up later, or I just don't care what that is. Where you put it, the meme of Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec, where it's like, I don't know what this is, and at this point, I'm too afraid to yeah, ask. Yeah, it's mostly that all the time. Yeah. So I just go away. So what happened uh, for people listening, uh, Bishop Sycamore was a private school started in Columbus, Ohio, and... It was started by this guy, Roy Johnson, after he had a couple failed things, uh, and he just wanted to start a football school. He wanted to have a school, which coach. is it's a big to be thing a with, yeah, with, private, with private schools in this country. I don't know if they do it with any other sports around the world, and they don't really do it with many other sports. I guess they do it a Maybe little bit. Maybe baseball. Yeah, but baseball doesn't really have the – like the NFL is the only televised draft. Yeah, like people know high school players, and I'm sure if you talk to someone like my dad, will send me a text every now and again and be like, "Oh, this kid's a pitcher for the University of Tennessee, and he's really good." And I'm like, "Neat." Yeah, but it's not mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, in basketball, I know they passed a thing after LeBron James went to the NBA, where it's like you have to do at least one year in college. Uh-huh. But high school football is an entity in and of itself in this country. It's you know, ridiculous. It's millions of dollars gets put into sports and schools. Hundreds of millions of dollars. There are schools around the country where it's just like a private school that only exists for football. Yeah. They make all their money on football. Bradenton, Florida. Bradenton, Florida. Yeah, that's my hometown. I went to not that school. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, (laughs) 
it's just this weird culture that I never really knew about. But this guy, Roy Johnson, sets up a school, allegedly. <laughs> and uh, It yeah, sounds like he, he legitimately tried to set up a school. I feel like he didn't come into this with the best intentions. But let, before we delve into that, let's skip to the end. Uh, on the 29th of August in 2021, uh, Bishop Sycamore was an unknown school. Uh, they talked their way into playing on ESPN against IMG Academy, which is the best school in the country. Yeah. And best football school in the country. Yeah. Best football school in the country. Uh, important stuff. Yeah. The best school. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh, get demolished and kind of in real time, since it wasn't 2021 and a lot of people were still in their houses, mm-hmm. um, people were looking up and tweeting. Yeah. Xing, formerly known <laughs> as tweeting. Uh, they were be like this isn't a real school yeah. <laughs> like people were kind of doing investigative journalism on the fly horrible horrible things were happening to those poor children but some of them, some weren't, of them weren't children, children. <laughs> that's the thing some of them were 22 year old men <laughs> yes who were getting lined up by 17 year olds 16 year olds so and that's the whole thing so this documentary is um focused on roy johnson who's the founder and is he a friend of the producers? Because it looks like they were chummy. I think oh, they're doing this. Well, we can get into that. But okay. okay, so first of all, did you find it uh, just on a surface level of entertainment value, not including the content or anything like that? Did you find it entertaining? To yes. Watch? Yeah, I think it's a great, good watch, great documentary. Yes, it's a story Very you didn't well know made. about, and it's it's my favorite yeah. kind of documentary. It that rides the line for me, really, definitely, because it's extremely upsetting. It's uh, yeah. it's very very mean mean thing. I watched another documentary that was extremely upsetting that I almost want to recommend to you for next week, but no. then I decided against it because I'm like, I made him watch Finn, and yeah. then I made him watch Bishop. Uh, you made him watch this. My, I, I guess that's something with me that I just kind of hate watch documentaries. Where I I'm think just you like, really want me to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I feel like Tim Robinson sometimes just the world's so fucked up. <laughs> but it 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 makes for quality entertainment. I mean, it's fascinating. It's a fascinating if story. If this was a, a movie, it yeah. would be fascinating. It'd be like, so this guy, Roy Johnson. This will be a movie. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. So this guy is. I hope they wait until he's dead so he has no financial benefit of a movie being well, made for him. If you're a public figure, they can make a movie. Really? Yeah. Without so. him? Well, he'll still spin it in a way that he'll get money out of it. I, mean, I don't want well, him to be able to do that. I'm trying to think of a comparable thing. Like, the Wolf of Wall Street guy was in the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, but he's back to trying to scam people. Well, that's what he does. He's a con artist. Exactly. It would have been nice if they waited for him to die so that he couldn't try and benefit off of yeah. this. Well, he never will because bad people don't. And also, that movie made him look really cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's... It's fun Super times cool. and Quaaludes and Margot Robbie. It's, yeah. it's not the worst way to spend an evening. But so this, I, I love a good con man story. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Wolf of Wall Street, like we talked about, uh, another Leo thing, Catch Me If You Can. I, was about to, I, was, I knew you were going to bring that one up. I loved uh, The Greatest Showman because P.T. Barnum was an old school con man, essentially. <laughs> but, like he didn't, they, they really made him look a lot better in that movie. I didn't than like he didn't that really. Movie. Yeah. It was good. The music oh, was great, right. and it's Hugh Jackman, which it's I love. It's Hugh Jackman, and I appreciate him. But, yeah, sad mm. news about him over the week, too. What? He's getting separated from his wife of a long time. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're royalty in Australia. I had no idea. Mm. It's a bummer. I just saw him post pictures that he was on a, a, a forced walk. 
walkabout. Yeah. Call it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's doing well, but yeah, yeah. I guess not. He's rocking and rolling. But uh, yeah, so this guy, I, I'm just going to say, I think Roy Johnson is a, a scary level sociopath. I would say he's definitely a sociopath. Yeah, so he, I would say he came in with the best intentions. Yeah. Where he was like, "Oh, yeah, we could set it up. And we don't actually have like a football." See, I disagree with that. I don't school. think he had the best intentions. I think he was like, "Yeah, I could do, I could do a job. I could be a coach." And yeah. then it kind of got ahead of himself. And he's too much of a sociopath. He's too much uh, into himself. Oh yeah, that. I don't think he did it for the money or something like that. Like, this was a good con so for him there that was way. Nobody. Yeah, exactly. I think he was just like, I'm going to make this work to make me look great. Yeah. And he just could not stop being such a fucking asshole yeah. the entire time. I don't think it would be possible, like you're saying about in a movie. I don't think this would be believable as a movie. It's something where the guy finds loopholes. Yeah. And exploits the shit out of them. And yeah. it's just the only people that it hurts are the kids. Yes. Every single choice that he makes. Sometimes physically yeah. hurts them. Oh, just saying that the if nobody ate the macaroni uh, in the morning one day, yeah. they'd reheat it and have it you know, for the next day. So this and is a huge... That stuff is so upsetting yeah. for these kids that just wanted a shot. Yeah. I mean, this know? is a scheme that I think it the insanity of it is... Like you said, with good intentions, that's why I disagree mm-hmm. because I don't think anyone with good intentions. I think would everybody have taken it starts as with good far. intentions. So yes, exactly. If you haven't it seen this documentary, it wasn't until he was evil right. when he uh, ran over the goose. That's when shit got evil. <laughs> All right, expl- that's what I was explain like. that because he's that's not some colloquialism that Jake's pulled out. Like he really ran <laughs> he over really the goose ran on over this the one. Goose over this one. No, it was Pahuki. Was the kid's name yeah. that was riding with the coach. And the coach saw a gaggle of geese in the middle of the road, and he sped up, and he ran into them. Yes. And he looked at the kid, and he said, like, I'm teaching you a life lesson right now. And then he backed up and hit the geese some more. Right. And they talked to him about it, the producers. And they asked him, do you remember running over geese? And he's like, no, I don't remember that. Oh, he's like, oh, yeah, uh, me and Pahuki, we ran over one goose. It was one goose. Was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you're saving yourself. That's the thing. That's when I was like, oh, he's evil. Like, he'll yeah. do something horrid and think that he's doing something well. Yes. So I thought at the beginning, good intentions, and then I saw the evil, and I was like, anything this guy does is a bad thing. He shouldn't be, be allowed mental, to make choices. Ill, mental illness. Yes, absolutely. And then also, illness. he goes forward, and he pays for everything, and the thing that just kind of stopped me in my tracks watching this was, first of all, uh, the guys that did it, they said that he sat for interviews for three days, and he did not get paid to be in this. He wanted to be in it, because I think, you know, not a good intention, but I legitimately think that I got the vibe that he thought he could come out of this, be like, I'm just going to explain my story. Yeah. And people are going to get it. People think I'm a bad guy. And so after I get my story out, like, have you ever talked to somebody like that? And you're like, oh, you really believe your bullshit yeah. so much that it's almost terrifying. And it's one of those person, I, he's one of those people that keeps getting himself backed up into a corner more and mm-hmm. more and more to the point where he's like, yeah, no matter what, I'm untouchable. You know, now yeah. I, I, I'm going to spin this thing around right now and I'm going to be on top of the world again. This The school isn't shut down. I'm going to yeah. do it all over again. And you'll see. So when he plays, uh, when they play IMG, they get crushed. Uh, no score. What was the final score of the game? Uh, well, the children got hurt. Yes, the children did get hurt. That was um, what was upsetting. 
So, the, and that's the other thing. They weren't. They didn't have a medical crew there. They weren't good at football. No. So they didn't have a playbook, and it was one of those things. You talk to the kids, and I really did feel for the kids in this because they got set up. They were staying in hotels because uh, the coach said, "Oh, well, they're not going to charge me for thirty days, so yeah. we'll just stay stay for thirty days. days, and then when they kick us out, they kick us out." And the kids didn't have a playbook because they didn't have structure because they're kids. If you tell a kid, hey, you could just fuck off and hang out in a hotel all day, yep. that's what they're going to do. Yeah. They and think that this is what happens when you're a football player. Right. They yeah. don't think, oh, they they wake up every day and they work hard. Right. Yes. They're just like, oh, he's a coach. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. I mean, I had- And I'm having my opportunity. My uh, freshman year, I had student athletes on my floor and they played volleyball. Yeah. Like every freshman that was on the men's volleyball team was on my floor. And those guys worked out crazy hard. And they're playing, you know, not to besmirch volleyball. They're just pumping it, and setting and serving and spiking. I'm saying for a student athlete like that, they're really going there so they can get a college degree for free. Yeah. I mean, there are, I'm sure there are plenty of people that make a living playing volleyball. I don't know many of them, especially not the no. court volleyball. Yeah. Beach volleyball, sure. But I'm saying there are a lot more people that go into playing collegiate volleyball thinking this is a good way to get a degree yeah. other than thinking I'm going to make it in volleyball. Yeah. I know so, what you mean. And those guys, I was saying that to say, like, those guys woke up and they were at the gym at six o'clock yeah. and they had to keep their grades up and they had to do that. And they also would flat kids, out say, You're not supposed to be in charge of the no. uh, team. No. You know, what the team is supposed to learn or how they're supposed to work out or what they're supposed to eat. So the final score was of the IMG game was 58 to zero. That's horrifying. And I don't know if you caught this, but they said the second half was being played with a running clock. Because they were just like, we need to end this game. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, football, they gosh. say, like, in an average football game, there's 15-minute quarters, so 60 minutes of game time, and there's something like eight minutes of actual action yeah. in a football game. So they were playing it with a running clock because they're like, we need to end this. Because even the announcers, and it's kind of sad watching or listening to the ESPN announcers, they're like, yeah, this doesn't look right. Yeah. Like, the kids, there's a way that you, when you, uh, I, I didn't play football, obviously, mm -hmm. but, like, there's a way when you're getting tackled, where you know how to fall so you don't get hurt. You know how to kind of, like, brace yourself so yeah. you're not just standing there and getting, you know, fucking just knocked yeah. down like a sack of potatoes. And the kids weren't doing it. No. And it was just someone's mom was the medical staff. They didn't have a medical team A kid team popped his shoulder out of socket. Popped his shoulder out. And they said, you know, you're fine. Yeah. That's horrible. And it really broke these that kids up. That couldn't just ruin his career. That could ruin his life. And it did. I mean, two of the kids, I think they said, are playing for Louisville now. Yeah. Which is great. Yes. Like, And the fact that some people came out some on the, of the other side of this. Some of the kids are still working really hard. One yeah. of the guys a rapper, and he got his yes. song on the end credits. Yeah. It's a nice little song. Now, yeah, it was a fun yeah. little song. That was fun. But, but uh, the Pahuki, that kid, yeah. is the one that... I'm very inspired by because he was yeah. like, I'm working with the youth now because yeah. I want to get them the fundamentals of what a good coach is and what football is. Yeah. And I'm like, so what a way to take this horrible moment and be like, I can make this much better for everybody else. I mean, obviously, the quickest parallel for what we've talked about on the show before is uh, when I had you watch the rise and fall of N1. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, that's kind of similar because it was people that were, you know, promised that they were going to help you know further their life further their career make a lot of money yeah. doing what they love and kind of got the rug pulled out from under them yeah uh obviously in street ball it's not the physical toll yeah. on you like i'm sure uh, yeah i'm sure it's really hard on your body to play basketball but it's the but financial toll it's a financial toll but it's not you know the risk of serious physical injury i can understand what you mean. and they yeah. said before they played img they played img on a sunday 
and they had another game Friday. Um, yeah. Which you just don't do. That's an incredible, incredible oversight. If you pitch in baseball, they give you coach? five they give yeah. you a week's rest if you're throwing baseball. Yeah. If you're a coach, yeah. How do you if you're not even a coach, yeah. If you're a football fan, I'm not even a football fan, and I know that you're taking a break. For a, for a while. That's why. That's why they play on Sundays. That's why when hockey does overnights, yeah, those are you know, yeah. Then rough they put games. You, you could see it. Then they, they put you in in short shifts and everything like yeah. that, and they make sure guys get rest. And, yeah, you know, it's the, hockey's my so, only uh, reference of yeah, sport. That's, that's the one that I watch a lot. But yeah. you take you typically I'm, take I'm a week. I'm trying to find a sports thing to get you into. I've shown you golf. You didn't like. I, did, I like them, uh, but I'm like, not going to watch them yeah. as a thing. So I'll find, and I want, made you watch Nolan Ryan, and then I made you watch basketball, and <laughs> yeah. I'm making you watch this. <laughs> so I haven't made you watch a hockey thing because I know that's a win. I I'm like gonna hockey. Find, <laughs> I'm going to find some cool tennis thing or something next. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, go watch down Wimbledon with uh, Orlando Bloom. <laughs> Orlando Bloom? What's the one with Kirsten Dunst? That's Kirsten Dunst and Orlando Bloom. Oh, Wimbledon, man. I thought it was Paul Bettany. Was it? I don't know. It might be both of them. If it's our boy, Paul Bettany. <laughs> our boy? Yeah. Since when is Paul Bettany our boy? Well, Paul Bettany's been our boy, man. I don't know what you're talking about. What have about. we talked about on this podcast? We have never talked to about him on the podcast. We have brought him up multiple times just talking about, about movies. Paul Bettany? Oh, it yes. is Paul Bettany. I knew it. Yeah. It's our boy. And Kirsten Dunst. It, Paul Bettany is not our Paul boy. Paul Bettany is our First, boy. we have a candle and a month dedicated to Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah. If anyone is He's our boy. He's your boy. Then why is Paul Bettany our boy? Because no, we wait, both. First of all, I want to say this. I want to be clear. Nothing against Paul Bettany. There it is. Because he's our boy. <laughs> I mean, you got me there. There's been multiple times when we're talking about movies and we end up talking about a movie that Paul Bettany is in, and then we're both like, "Man, he is awesome." <laughs> I don't think we've ever talked about Paul Bettany on this. Uh, uh, not on the podcast. Oh, just in personal in, life. In our lives. All right. Well, yeah. to be fair, I don't pay attention to that. I do because I'm like, oh yeah, we're having that Paul Bettany talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so maybe we'll talk about Wimbledon. I've not seen it. And uh, I let's hope watch you... Wimbledon. <laughs> no, I have a great recommendation. I remember for you. that quote from the trailer, which is her going, "How do you remember? I okay. like you." Sidebar. Yeah. So you came in here. I told you I was playing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. And you gave me two quotes for Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah. Then you said you haven't seen this movie in 20 years. Yeah. I made a TikTok about you pulling out a quote yeah, right? from a Mystery Science Theater episode. Yeah, but that one's, you, that one's, I've seen that episode like dozens of times. Fair to say. How do you pull it out of all these quotes? I'm pretty sure there's something wrong with my brain. Yeah, I think there might I be. I think there's like a learning disability. Ah. Yeah. I, I got this stuff oh, cooped up in there for some reason. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, my cooped-up brain where I just conflate things, I was thinking of the film Elizabeth Town, starring Orlando Bloom and Kirsten Dunst. Yes. 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 I conflated that in Wimbledon in my brain. That is, I can see why that we happened. We both got weird brains that work somehow. I don't know how it happens. So, back to weird brains. The quote from Roy Johnson that kind of hit Sticks with, with you? Yeah. Yeah. If we're talking quotes, he's looking dead into camera. And first of all, the way it's shot, like, he, he sits down, and, like, this guy uh, is just... Like, uh, who should play him in a movie? It's uh, Sterling K. Brown should play him in a movie. Who's there's a, K. Brown? He's an actor. He's in a bunch of stuff. But he was in an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine where he just gets interrogated the whole time. And it's just like this. Because yeah. the way it's shot, it's, like, dead ahead. Yeah. He, and he sits down. He's like, should I keep my hands here? He's mm-hmm. like, because I've been looking at, you know, how to do things. Yeah. And he's just got that vibe where it's just like, I shouldn't trust this guy. Yeah. The whole time. He's like, how do I present myself so that I look yeah, trustworthy? Do I look, do I look cool? Yeah. And, oh, but he says, now. like, the guy's 
interviewing or who the director is interviewing him it's just like well, would you lie about that? He's like, no, not if I know that you can prove that I'm lying. Yeah. He's like, why would I lie about something if I know you can prove that I'm lying? And then the guy takes a beat and he's just like, so wait, you're okay with <laughs> lying about something if you, no one can prove that you're lying? He's like, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like, oh, that's yeah. the real confession of the crime it, right there. Yeah. And, and the that's whole the thing. time they're just laying it out, and he's like, "Yeah, no." And he makes the kids take out PPP loans in their way, in yeah, their name during their the pandemic. Name. He's ruining their poor lives, and then sits for three days to be interviewed for a documentary. And that those kids are like, "Yeah, my dad tells me he's like, did you take out any loans?'" He's yelling at me. I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah. These kids, they they can't get into college even if they get offers because, because like, they didn't go to a real school. You didn't go to a real high school. That was the heartbreaking part. That's the heartbreaking. The part. one kid who got into, I think it was Grambling. He got into yes, and he was yeah. so excited. Is an uh, HBCU. They even caught it all on video. On, yeah. his 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 excitement of getting it and everything. Right, and then Grambling's like, oh yeah, uh, you didn't go to a real school, so we yeah, can't let so you. So we can't let you in. Fucking heartbreaking. So heartbreaking. On a recommendation base, what do you get this from? One this to one's three? a three. It's a three. Yes. Even though you hated it, I want everybody to watch this. Really? This is completely different because I want everybody's minds emblazoned with this man's with fuck this guy ID. And yeah. I think so that when you see him and he's like, "Could I get a number 10? You go, "Oh, you're that asshole." Of course you can't eat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Get the hell out of Except here. Except I think they said at the end he might be going to jail soon for like domestic stuff. That's another thing. He no, he already cra- went to jail. He's beating the crap out of his yeah. girlfriend the whole time, too. Yeah. In yeah. front of these kids. And they save that towards the end where he's like, oh, yeah, well, I did that. Yeah. And it's just like, why did you lead with that? But uh, this made me think about, since I love grifters and shit like that so much, uh, do you go to the YouTube channel for Coffeezilla? Yes. So, I'm starting to get annoyed with him. Are you? He's got that robot I think a butler yeah, character. kind of hacky. I but like, I will say, oh, I think boy. I'm just getting into it. He was on... First time I heard about him was when the Sam Bankman-Fried guy got busted. Yeah. Because he was on an episode of the Joe Rogan experience. I know you're familiar Coffee with Joe. Coffeezilla was? Yeah. I know you love Joe Rogan and everything. So. He's uh, the second person I want a nice documentary about how much of an asshole he is to come out. I think he's an asshole. He's absolutely an asshole. But uh, anyway, so... Coffeezilla was on there, and that's the first time I ever saw him. Yeah. And I started watching his videos, and he's great at just being the the Robin Hood against grifters. Yes. Like, he calls people, too, and I will say there was one. When they're on the phone, and he's talking to them, those are pretty fun. I will, yeah, there was some guy, I forget, it was some crypto rug pull scam, and this guy had like million dollar coin, and he's like, I put a million dollars of my money into this, so every coin is backed. By my million dollars that I put into it, yeah. and Coffeezilla just calls him and is like, "Hey, this isn't true." Yeah, and the, the scammers, I guess maybe it's a tech thing. Like if you're in cyberspace and everything, it's like you know how they say that uh, online culture has ruined people's social skills because you say things to people online you would never say to someone's face. Yeah, yeah. And people like Roy Johnson, that's used to dealing with people face to face, when he gets put up against, "Hey, you're lying," he sits down and yeah, really stone faces it the whole time. Yeah. But CoffeeZilla calls, like, for lack of a better term, a bunch of dorks yeah. that are trying to do crypto schemes. And they're like, hey, you can't be doing this. Like, yeah. Can you just, okay, I'm going to give people their money back. Just can you stop <laughs> it? And it's just this guy calling him and be like, hey, you're lying about crypto, which is all lies. Yeah. So I think it's funny that you can scheme people on things that are inherently a scheme to begin yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why nothing's going to happen. I love con You man, know what I mean? Con man shit and cult con shit. Con man shit. That's right in my... When, so far up my alley. The government, the law looks at it 
all the time and they like shrug their shoulders and they're like, oh, there's they're no wetting their beaks a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm saying if everybody watches this, yeah, uh, there should be posters all up every town. Fuck so this that, guy. <laughs> fuck this guy. Yeah. yeah. Because the law is not going to do anything. He ruined yeah, kids' that, lives. That was the shocking thing at the end. He's like, yeah. what law did I break? Yeah. He's like, show me. Because there wasn't a thing. And that's one of the journalists. I forget what paper the guy wrote for, but one of the journalists that Yeah, the one that nobody that, wanted to listen to. Yeah, he was telling, he was being chicken little for a while, being like, hey, yeah. this is all fake. And no one wanted to talk to him. And there's like the Ohio High School Athletics Association or something like that. Right. I think I actually nailed that. Not something <laughs> like that. I'm pretty sure that was fucking perfect. Um like talking to them and being like, "Hey, you can't be in violation of this." And the guy's like, "Well, what did I violate?" And then they show him. It's like it's right here. It says right here that you have yeah. to, you know, have this many days off and blah blah. blah. He's like, "Well, yeah, but you know that yeah. doesn't count because the thing is, he didn't have a real school, yeah. So he can't, can't be in violation of rules. Yeah, yeah. It's like keeping your pet. Uh, it's if there's a thing that says you have to keep your dog on the leash, but you don't have a dog. And they're like, eh. Well, he's technically not breaking any rules then. Like, that was kind of like the analogy he put forward. It's a cat. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. I it's love horrible. It. I love it. It's horrible. It's horrible, but this is... I, I When you ruin children's lives, that's when I get very, very, very mad. And like you mentioned earlier, some of them weren't children. Yeah. Some of them were in their 20s. Yes. Yeah. Which was also wild in its own right. Yeah. Because when you square up a 16-year-old with a 22... Yes. Yeah. You know, one way that twenty-two-year-old is going to murder that sixteen-year-old, unless that sixteen-year-old's been the other way around. Yes, and that sixteen-year-old destroys Listen. the twenty-two-year-old, and then that twenty-two-year-old. If that twenty-two-year-old hasn't been practicing and yeah. just been fucking off and doesn't know plays, eating spaghetti yeah. every day. Yeah. Jesus Christ! All right, Those poor guys. So it's a three. Jake thinks everyone should watch uh, BS High. Yeah. Uh, available right now on Max. So let's get into Jake's recommendation for me, which is the uh, 2001 animated classic by Studio Ghibli and Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah. Uh, Spirited Away. Yes, Jacob, sir. why'd you pick this one for me? Because you're like, I've been pushing sports. You've been pushing anime. I've been pushing Japanese stuff on you, buddy. So you've done Fooly Cooly uh-huh. and Food Wars. Yes, sir. And uh, I've done Zatoichi. Zatoichi. I've done uh, uh, Mint Jams. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm just trying to get you into some type of Japanese stuff. And I'm trying to get you into starting a scheme with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll absolutely do a scheme. What do you think this is? I'm not against a scheme, but... I told you, I'm trying to get advertisers in here so we can scam them. But Technically, it's I, not a lie. I'm going to make you watch more Japanese stuff, because the Japanese stuff is a lot of stuff that I watch. I understand that. So Spirited, Spirited Away is... We haven't watched. A, uh, we haven't had you watch a Studio Ghibli movie. No. And this is what movies there are, I know probably seen... the most academically acclaimed one of them all yeah so i was thinking why not start with the you know consistent consensus as one of the best ones so studio ghibli is kind of known and i'm not speaking out of turn here as like the gold standard for anime motion pictures if it's a studio ghibli film you're probably gonna watch it you're probably gonna love it miyazaki is kind of regarded as like one of the great directors of anime the way like people just talk animation about period spielberg yeah. Uh, your Tarantino's, your Martin Scorsese's, like he's up there. It's like yeah. you can see, you know his stuff when you see it. Yes, like it has kind of the same vibe and everything like it's that. Cinema, uh, 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 <coughs> good guy. 
Perfect. So let Nailed me run it. through the Studio Ghibli movies real quick. I'll see which ones I think I've seen. All right. Because I will say this. I think I said it last week. I thought I had seen this. Yeah. But I think it's one of those things that's kind of just permeated pop culture so much. Yes. That I knew of its existence. Like someone who hasn't that's seen was, someone who hasn't seen Star Wars can probably tell you kind of what Star Wars is about. It's like, oh yeah, there's a guy, right? The Darth Vader. Darth Vader. It's his dad, right? And there's a Chewbacca or whatever. So and they get it. I I was sick from school one day mm-hmm. and like we had the pull out bed set up so that I can lay down and watch TV while I was feeling like shit. And uh, Princess Mononoke came on. Another one. And I watched that and it was incredible. I loved it. Huh. And I knew about Studio Ghibli then. I just haven't seen anything of theirs. So from Princess Mononoke, I was like, okay, well, Spirit of the Way is the one that I see commercials for and I hear about a lot. Right. That should be the next one I watch. And it was. And I was like, oh, I get it. They're fantastic films. They're upper echelon uh, storytelling. And now I want to watch them all. And I've seen so many of them. And a lot of them are incredible. So this came out in 2001, and actually the year before this came out was the first year, just doing my little research, it was the first year that they did a separate Academy Award for animated motion picture. Yeah. Before then, uh, there was only, they give special achievement awards to motion pictures, uh, animated films. They gave one, uh, one of the first ones to uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Because that was like the first fully animated feature, and then they gave a special award to Toy Story when it came out in 1994. Yeah, because yeah, Toy Story was the first completely CGI thing. Uh, prior to that, only one. Not saying the Oscars are the bellwether for whether or not a movie's good. We've talked about it plenty of times on the show that, you know. Oh, I'll say it. You'll say it? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, fuck them. <laughs> oh, I'm taking a stand right now. <laughs> so uh, the year before this, 2001. Uh, there were only three of them nominated. This year, when Spirit Away won it, uh, it went up against Ice Age, Lilo and Stitch, Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron, and Treasure Planet. Huh. Uh, I will say this is a better movie than those movies. Yeah. I think the one that comes closer to me, just because I have a sweet spot for it, is Lilo and Stitch. That movie's probably the second. But it's it's yeah. definitely a kid's... It, this is a kid's movie. Both and, of them are kids' movies. Well, and I'm saying, as far as the anime that you've recommended this, like, Fooly Cooly's not for kids. No. Food Wars is not for kids. No. Zatuichi, I don't think that's for anybody. And that's for everybody. Mint Jam's just fucking rules. Oh, did yeah. I tell you there was a Zatuichi reference in Star Wars? Of and course I, there is. I got it because of you. Where was it? What? Uh, Ahsoka in the new Ahsoka, because I know you've been keeping up with Ahsoka. And, but she's training uh, Sabine. I'll tell you this. On... Uh, started my new job. I'm at my site now that yeah. I'm at, and I'm meeting everybody, and we're talking about stuff that we like and things. Yeah, that's and what we do. One of the guys says, like, so how do you feel about Star Wars? And I said, oh, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm done with I Star said, Wars. I said, oh, I am so over it, buddy. <laughs> they all just laughing. Come back with, did you watch Andor? No. I was, <laughs> I was like, Andor is the only thing that apparently I'm supposed to watch, but anything else I am not interested in. Yeah. And that's, yeah. But I didn't really put my best foot forward. <laughs> But I don't want people to come to me being like, have you seen the new Ashoka episode? Yeah, you don't want them showing up Wednesday. I was like, we're going to nip this in the bud right now. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all shut up about your fucking Star Wars. (laughs) Go ahead. What did they say, Zatoichi? uh, Ahsoka's training Sabine in lightsaber stuff. And it's like, oh, this form is Zatoshi. And I was just Mm. like, ah! Zatoshi? Yeah, because there's like two kinds of Jedi. Like Mm -hmm. Ahsoka does like samurai style sword fighting. And then she's fighting this other guy that does like medieval knight style sword fighting so oh it's just God. like kind of thing but the samurai style 
is Zatoshi and Dave Filoni, the guy that created it, was just like, yeah, like the blind swordsman. And I was like, I, I Captain America meme. I understood that reference. Uh. But regardless, so yeah, I will say out of the anime that you've had me watch, out of all the Japanese things you've had me watch, this is probably my second favorite. Wow. My first favorite probably being Cassiopeia. Oh, because okay. Because I dig Cassiopeia a lot. Yeah, that's good shit. Uh, yeah, I really enjoy this. Obviously, it's Best Picture winner. It's gotten all the acclaim. Um, it's so beautiful. The story. And every single aspect of what beauty can be called. Are you just reading the back of the Blu-ray right now? No, I'm just trying to get her name again. Chihiro. Yes. She is such a good girl. <clears throat> so, yeah, the, pr- the whole premise of it, and I want to get into this, too, because of some trivia that I read about this and the way Hayao Miyazaki makes his movies. Um, the premise of it is this little girl, Chihiro, uh, she's moving with her mom and dad, driving an Audi. Weird product placement. And I don't know if there was product placement in animated movies back then. I don't know. But it's like a big close-up. They're driving because they're moving. And she left her school, and she's sad because you know she left all of her friends. And they're driving an Audi, and they go off-road. And dad's like, don't worry, I've got four-wheel drive. And I'm like... <laughs> Is that an ad for Audi like they do now, like how Tony Stark drives Audi? Maybe Miyazaki like was driving to they work one day an and his new Audi. Because it's, it's like, man, is this a great car. It's a German car, too. <laughs> it's like you think they would he have. just bought the car, okay, yeah. while they were working on this movie. And he was driving it around. He was like, or this is the best car I've ever driven. And that was the inspiration for this movie. He's like, <laughs> yeah. what kind of hijinks could I get into in my four-wheel drive Audi? <laughs> That's what he did. It's he got, just drove off the road. Got, Everyone was honking at him. He's like, I'm learning. Excuse me. I'm Miyazaki. I'm generating wonder here <laughs> yes. in my off-road excursions. Are those pigs? <laughs> so uh, they find a, a, uh, a bathhouse and... Uh, mom and dad start eating some food that they find, and they turn into pigs. She runs into a boy, uh, Haku? Haku? Haruko. Uh, and so this place is inhabited by spirits. It's a very, it draws heavily from uh, Shinto belief, and no. that everything has a spirit, which is yeah. one, one part of Japanese culture that I find crazy uh fascinating so haku is one of the boys that comes there they have the best ghosts all yeah everything has a spirit so much cooler than our ghosts i think our ghosts don't want to hear you say that our ghosts are horrible they're dumb you die you end up naked or in victorian clothes that you've never worn before in your life yeah and uh or cool like old westerny stuff and japanese culture ghosts you go to the toilet and there's a hand that pops out and it's like do you want red toilet paper or blue toilet paper and do you know what, what you answer? Neither. Either one, you die. Yeah. Oh. Either one, you die. I thought it was a red pill, blue pill situation. No. No. <laughs> you choose either one. One of them, they like rip your guts out. The other one, they suffocate you. Something like that. It's a terrifying culture. There's a, there's a, there's another ghost that's humongous that wanders halls. Is this own. from Miyazaki or is this like Japanese, this Japanese lore? Yeah, because a lot of them have like weird things where it's like, oh, this is the ghost of the woman who died in a well and she climbs out of wells and she'll murder you. Yeah, there's a woman that uh, has her uh, face all scarred up, mm-hmm. cut up from scissors, and she's going to ask you if she's beautiful. And what do you say? Either way, she kills me? Either way, she kills you. You say yes. <laughs> you say yes. She's like, oh, then I'll make you as beautiful as me. And then she starts cutting your face off. So every ghost is an episode of The Twilight Zone? Almost. There's one, my favorite ghost. Oh, Jesus. I can't remember his name. But when you're walking the streets at night and you hear footsteps behind you, but there's you look back, there's nothing there, and that's a ghost. You know how you get rid of it? You step oh. to the side and you say, after you. What? 
and then you start walking and so that go. one doesn't kill you no there's a lot of them that are just ambivalent <laughs> but so regardless there's a <laughs> yeah, yeah. i went off on a tangent i thought you were lying beto beto san yeah japanese yokai following people walking at night yeah i don't make this shit up how could you yeah. but so uh she starts working at this bathhouse, mm-hmm. which is run by a witch. Ooh, baba. And a bunch of crazy, like, frog-ish looking men. Yeah. And it's a place for spirits to go, and they just, you know, get a bath, get to eat. It's like, a, it's like, a, it's like a spa for yeah. ghosts. And yeah. it just kind of happens. There's a no-face monster that comes in, and he starts eating it. Yeah. And he starts eating people, and she kind of befriends him, and Haku is a dragon. Yeah, Haku is a really cool dragon. I mean, I don't think, like, I'll say this. Story-wise, it's not riveting. You're not on your edge, edge of your seat for any of this. She's trying to get her parents, the witch, to turn her parents back into well, yeah. her parents. But and, now you have to learn leave. a lot about Ubaba. Right. You learn a lot about the ghost of no face. Uh-huh. And I, I love how the girl handles all this stuff. Yeah, and I mean, it's a great story, but I will. It, it's not, you know gripping i understand but it as an experience i will say this it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a three for me that's right it's probably it's the first anime three i think i've given you yes i think so um i gave well cassiopeia is not anime but i gave cassiopeia a three yeah so it's but as an experience of just watching it because the the story aside because it's it's a cute it's it's for children yeah. like <clears throat> one thing that i hate is people that be like well the plot line of this children's movie wasn't very good it's like well it's not it's not for you. It's a story for children. It's so you have to look at it through the lens of the the filmmaking that went into it. And it's just, the animation is gorgeous. Every yes. single scene is just, and none of it has the shitty anime trope where it's like, you can tell it's one background and then like stock yeah. animations that they redo over and over they again. They just have a cell of the mouth that they move back and forth. Exactly. So, can so this is just you can so tell it's great. Just, yeah. Frame by frame, it's like another painting. It's one of, the, it's it's one of the best looking movies I've uh-huh. ever seen. And this is from 2001. Yeah. Well, I think that's something about, about classic animation is it is, it never, it's kind of timeless. Yeah. It never ages. And the only thing that changes is the, um, you know the frame rate and like movements and everything like that but as far as like the classic look of it the colors still pop it's just it's one of the most beautiful pieces of animated landscapes that they go to i love Mm -hmm. when they're on the train that is like right at level with the water Mm -hmm. i think that's beautiful the whole time the spirit stuff like no face he's like parts of him are opaque but then he gets uh, kind of translucent at times, and mm-hmm. all the spirits are like kind of weird amorphous, you know, floating sheets for lack of a better word. Yeah. But in <coughs> the character design for the witch, for Haku, and Haku also turns into a, a, a dragon dog. Yeah. Which is fun because it turns out he's the spirit of a river. Yeah. And the whole thing is like she frees him and then yeah. he frees her parents. And it's a nice, it's a little fairy tale. Yeah. It's great. She has respect for nature. And respect for the spirits. Yeah. And they give her respect right back. Exactly. Ubaba comes in as an evil witch. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, yeah, you're going to be working for me. And then at the end, uh, Chihiro, is, she's even being like, I love you, Ubaba. Yeah, he calls like, her granny. I, yeah, I liked I Ubaba's, you, granny. Ubaba's twin sister. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, her? She sucks. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm nice. And then it's like, oh, little mouse, you're threading. And she's like, oh, no face. You want to come live with me? And he's yeah. just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stay it's here with you. Beautiful. Yeah. That's what I loved about this movie. There's no real. Is it, that the ending is just so, so, so sweet. Yes. It's and just, she goes back with her parents and everything's yeah. good. Parents don't even know what happened. I thought it was going to be a, a Orpheus situation because like when she's leaving the bathhouse, Haku's like, don't look back. And then she like kind of pauses for a minute. And I'm like fucking don't uh, like don't orpheus this shit orpheus yeah from the greek myth where you gotta um, walk out of hades and am i right about that i was thinking of lot and his wife oh lot's wife away. yeah oh that's it too and who stole it from who the greeks or the bible the bible no orpheus yeah. and eurydice she couldn't like wow this is the same story huh yeah, you, you well, just can't look back. One of them, you're turning around to see the destruction of a city that God hath wrought. And one of them, it's just like, oh, well, that's the thing. You got to look out, but you can't look back to see Eurydice. And then Orpheus turned back around. Yeah. And then he turned into the guy from The Cure in the Hades video game. <laughs> and <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that was the whole thing of that. And I thought it was going to be an Orpheus slash Lot situation. Uh-huh. But she didn't. Nope. And I did like, there was one little thing that I... I I had notes and I was just like, I'm going to write that down because it's nice. She wears a little hair thing that was made of the fiber that her friends made together. Yeah. And then right when she's about to pause and I'm like, don't look back, don't look back. The little hair thing like glistens a little bit and she's like, nope, she kept walking. And I was like, fucking A, like this is such a cute. Uh, Absolutely. You leave going like, oh man, that was glorious. I think uh, a lot of times people get bogged down and this kind of happens with the Marvel stuff too, where people are like, uh, guys our age unfortunately are just like well this wasn't good for me and it's like well it's not for you it's for kids i mean like the my thing is like i can get it if this story doesn't work for you right like i can get it if this marvel story like there's things that marvel does with the characters like a uh, uh, man of steel would be my example for you okay people like that movie yes you know i do not like it at all Yes. You know? Well, you like your sweet anime Superman. Ah, I need my Superman. Have you kept up with that? The My Adventures with Superman? No. God. I'm kind of scared. It's done. It's good. Yeah. It's good. It's worth it to finish. Okay. I'll finish it. But uh, um, I'm not going to say that those people are wrong no. to like it, but I think it's also ridiculous to be in people's faces and being like, yes. it's actually a yeah. good movie. There's like, calm down. <laughs> yeah. But I, I will say, you know, the story aside, just as, a, as making of a film, this is gorgeous it's one of the best things i've ever watched and like i said i hadn't seen this uh one thing i wanted to bring up was interesting i always read the imdb trivia Mm -hmm. uh apparently the i'll just (coughs) read this verbatim which is interesting uh although it has rich plot and developed characters spirit away was not made with a script (laughs) hayao miyazaki's films never have scripts during their production he said i don't I have the story finished and ready when we start to work on the film, which is bananas for an animated thing. I don't know what that means. Uh, The filmmaker told Midnight Eye, I usually don't have the time, so the story develops when I start drawing storyboards. The production starts soon while the storyboards are still being developed. Miyazaki does not know where the plot is going and lets it happen organically. He says, quote, it's not me who makes the film. The film makes itself, and I have no choice but to follow. I remember that quote, actually. Which I, I read that halfway through the movie halfway uh-huh. through watching it uh-huh. and i was like oh i get it like if, that, if he's just like what happens it's like oh that piece of paper that's her twin sister mm-hmm. and then her twin sister is it turns out she's fine <laughs> she's nice and what happens no face oh he just uh he stays with her yeah. it's fine we don't need to wrap that up he's just gonna stay there and uh, i thought i didn't watch this obviously i didn't watch it subtitled 
yeah uh, i think the english voice acting was great that's the other reason why i wanted you to watch this is because i they do have good caliber uh voice actors well the actress who played uh chihiro is davi chase she was the little sister in donnie darko and she was also uh the the well girl from the ring oh wow yeah so she's she's actually a really good actress and then i noticed uh john ratzenberger's in it but i think he had something to do with this coming over to America and John Ratzenberger does a lot of the Pixar stuff and everything like that. He's just a well-known voice. Yeah. A couple of the other voice actors I picked up on, uh, they call John Ratzenberger Pixar's good luck charm. Yeah. Uh, Susan Egan, like a lot of them are Broadway and voice actors that have been around uh, who played Lynn. Good voices. Yeah. Not just, uh, big names good voices right well uh susan egan is a broadway actress that's yeah. kind of what they did a lot for animated stuff before it's been like hey let's make chris pratt be everything yeah um the voice of yubaba is suzanne plachette who's the star of the birds with alfred hitchcock oh just great voice. i loved her it's kind of like uh, eartha kit did the voice of uh yzma in emperor's new groove it's oh, kind yeah. of that that same like a little bit yeah that cool like uh lady smoky voice. raspy yeah yeah, and then did you? Uh, the voice of the baby was Tara Strong. Tara who, Strong. Tara Strong. She does the voice of every baby. She uh, Powerpuff Girls, Team Titans, <laughs> Proud Family, Failure, Our Parents. She's a Starfire. She was Princess Unikitty in uh, Lego Movie. The Lego Movie, uh-huh. and uh, she or no, in the little series, uh-huh. and she did uh, My Little Pony. She was uh-huh. uh, Pinkie Pie. You're familiar with Pinkie Pie? I've not seen it. Pinkie Pie is a party pony. Pinkie Pie is a party pony. Pinkie Pie is a party pony. But she's just one of those voice actresses where as soon as I hear it, I'm just like, oh, Uh I know her. Uh Yeah. Yeah. She's been in everything. But yeah, I think it was, she also does uh, Harley Quinn in the Batman Arkham games. No. Yeah. So yeah, voice acting strong is 100% a three from me. Like, it's great. Hell yeah. I'm glad you made me sit down and watch it because I would have gone my whole life thinking I had seen this movie. Yeah. And not having seen now this movie. Now you gotta watch uh, any Studio Ghibli movie that you can. I th- I know I've seen Nausicaa, Something of the Wind. Nausicaa and the yeah. Valley of the Wind? Yes. That's probably my favorite one. Yeah. Princess Mononoke is up there as well. I don't think I've seen that. I think that I've one. Seen, I've seen Poyo. As more adult uh, yeah. Princess Mononoke is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fantastic. Uh, Ponyo is so damn cute. Yes. I absolutely love it. Howl's Moving Castle is amazing. Yeah. Porco Rosso has Michael Keaton. Love Michael Keaton. Yes, I you know think what you would really love that one. The Flash. That fucking uh, the bad Flash. movie. The Flash. Yeah. Oh, don't say that about Birdman. Birdman was a good movie. Birdman was so good. Are you saying Multiplicity was a bad movie? Because Multiplicity was, a good was a great movie. <laughs> oh, so you want all- another quote from that one? If so you don't pull out a quote for Multiplicity right now. He's uh, uh, the first one is coming back to give good news to the other three clones, and the dumb clone's got his head stuck in the banister, and he's going, "Oh, hey, dog, I'm just spitting on flies." He you calls have, him Steve. You have a weird, not Doug. You have a weird thing. I know. I got a weird thing. No. Uh, she so, touched my peppies. Yeah, this uh, that's the other one. It's a, it's available to. She uh, has sex with all the clones in one day. We know the plot of multiplicity. <laughs> and he goes, "She touched my peppy, Steve." Jesus Christ! It's another thing. I, this is something that I quote with my friends all the time. Multiplicity. <laughs> yes. I don't know why. For some reason, that movie stuck with all of. No us. one knows why. Uh, so yeah. Uh, it's available to watch on Max, just like BS High is. I think everyone should watch these. I also think everyone should tell a friend about the show. If they enjoyed listening to it, they should leave a five-star review, and you can send us an email, like I said, 
with your uh, recommendations to upyourallypod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, not Twitter, on uh, Instagram and. See, I fucked up at the end this time. I fucked up. Hey, everybody, welcome to (laughs) Up Your Alley. (laughs) No, no, it's funny. Uh, I know you don't you don't have an iPhone, but they just had an update, and there's uh, something that you can do with your own personal voice. So people that have problems speaking, you record 150 different phrases, and then it generates an AI version of your voice. Oh wow! Yeah, type anything into this, and then press. Well, let me turn up the volume all the way, and then. It does AI Taylor voice. Wait. I typed in <coughs> the intro to try to make it uh, do the intro for me because I was worried about screwing it up again. I don't understand. Just so I like, just hit send? Yeah. And then we'll see what happens? Yeah. Oh, that's too much poop in this diaper. <laughs> <laughs> it's AI Taylor. It's scary. Isn't it cool? <laughs> I didn't like that. <laughs> Why did you type there's too much poop in this diaper? <laughs> because that's what happens. All right. Well, you're not I, I heard you say that way too many times. <laughs> that, I knew that wasn't it was even be that wasn't practical. even the personal voice from the iPhone. That was just a recording of Jake had from all the times <laughs> yeah. I've said, "Oh, there's too much poop in this diaper." <laughs> I'm glad we sorted that out. But uh, yeah, so uh, let's get into what we're going to be getting into next week. Jake, what do you got for me? All right, let's watch another movie. This let's time we're movie. going even further. Back, do you remember Elliot Gould? I do remember Elliot Gould. Yeah, the fun father from Friends. Yeah. He's actually super awesome in this movie called The Long Goodbye. Wasn't he in Just Shoot Me as well? I don't know. I don't remember Yeah, what that is. But this is a movie from 1973. It is a noir. Detective noir. Oh, it's George Siegel. Not in Just Shoot Me. Uh Detective noir. Yes. With a very famous detective character in novels, apparently. I didn't know that. I watched this movie on a whim uh, once on Netflix back when it was awesome. And uh, it stuck with me. I bought it. And I think it's fantastic. Hmm. Elliot Gould is so cool. I wouldn't think of him as a cool guy. Exactly. Yeah. But then you watch this and you're like, holy. Like a lot of what happens is because he just wanted to go get his... Uh, stubborn cat, the bright cat food. I didn't think that's where you were going to take that phrase. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, so, what'd you say it was 1970 something? 1973. 1973. All right. And uh-huh. I got the Blu ray. Do you know if it's available to stream anywhere? Uh, it used to be on Netflix, but not anymore. Uh, let me check justwatch.com. I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. I think you're getting physical media, buddy. I mean, I'll take it. It just makes it hard for, you know, engagement. Yeah, I know. With the people in the audience we're trying to build. I know. But that's their fault. They should have bought this see. already. It's working. Uh, Apple TV. Apple TV. Yeah. There you go. You can rent it from Apple TV. Wow. Stream with free trial. Oh, so maybe. Oh, they remade this. Oh. There's a long goodbye in 2020, apparently. Uh, uh. Doesn't look good. All right. So I'm going to watch this. Jake, I have a movie for you as well. Sweet. <clears throat> I legit thought this might come in as your recommendation for me. So I watched this. Based on the trailer, uh-huh. and I thought I was going to power through it because I wasn't going to like it. Because I'll tell you this, it is a scary movie. Okay. It is a legit horror movie. It was released uh, just a couple, I think two weeks ago. Yeah. Available on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am saying this unironically as well. It's in my top five favorite movies of the year. Wow. And it is called No One Will Save You. Yes, I've been seeing uh, little uh, 
bumps and blurbs about so, this on I'll say the this. internet. Stay with bumps and blurbs. Don't yeah. know, I don't want know to. as little about it going the, into what it I as you can. What I saw was a page of the script and how the uh, script writer wrote it, and uh-huh. it looks like a page from House of Leaves. It's just like you can't save her, you can't save her, you can't save her. She moves towards this thing, you can't save her, you can't save her. Right. It's like, wow. So it, it's uh, the actress who's in it, uh, Caitlin uh, Deaver. She was in Booksmart. She's been in a bunch of other things, but she's the main character in this. Uh-huh. And it's just like a home invasion thing. And I will say, like, I thought I wasn't going to like this movie. Love, love, loved this movie. Well, rock and roll. And it's a horror movie. So that's uh, we're going to watch The Long Goodbye, which you can watch on Jake's Blu-ray if you want to come over and watch it with me. Yeah. Or you can see it on <laughs> Apple TV. Uh, Jake's going to watch No One Will Save You, available to watch on Hulu. Uh, thank you all for listening. Jake, thanks for coming over. Love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. All right, bye. Bye-bye.